We are geek-centric, and you can be too. Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast. My name is Nate, and in this episode, things are going to get a little streamy as we discuss all the latest news in the world of streaming services, some new Batman casting, and we give our thoughts on Apple TV+. But first, if you're just joining us for the first time, this is a weekly show covering the world of film, television, gaming, toys and collectibles, and all things Geekcentric. Joining me on the show, we have the juicy J-Law... What's up? <laughs> to his immediate right, we have Kevin, the comfortable one, Hudson. I'm comfortable with streaming, sure. <laughs> so what's going on, you two? How you been? Oh, been doing well. Just yeah. working. Working. Oh, yeah. That's about it, really. Nice mm. uh, nice long day of work here. And now we're recording this lovely podcast. Yeah, I had the whole day off. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have to do anything today. That's yeah. always lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I went to the doctor. You know, that was fun. Oh, see, that, that's not always like I got my flu yeah. shot. Oh, you got a flu oh, shot. Oh, you're one of those. Yeah, oh, yeah. Boy. yeah. I, listen, I didn't go to get the flu shot. I went for another reason. And then he's like, you want to get the flu shot? I'm like, yeah, sure. Pop so, it in. So what's the prognosis from the doctor? Well, I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> oh, that's good. No issues there. Just yes. got to go see a masseuse about a thing. Sounding like Robert Kraft over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what have I been up to? Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, last week was Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, so How'd like, that go, by the way? How that, you, disastrous. Oh, no. It was a bloody disaster. Yeah, so, so Where did your pump? I didn't see your pumpkins They didn't online. get posted because they didn't happen. Well, let's... Did we, did we already tell the audience about this pumpkin yeah, extravaganza? Last, did we fill them in? In our out? last episode. Yeah, okay, I set it. them up and, you know, was excited to, to get them out to the world. And so I finally sat down on Thursday afternoon and... Mm-hmm. We started our carving, and I was 95% of the way through my first pumpkin. This thing was gorgeous. It was a nice uh, Mufasa, Simba on his shoulder. It was going to be wicked. I was going to do scar next and Mm -hmm. sort of go with a theme. Mm -hmm. And I cut the wrong part, and it all caved in, and I caved in emotionally and um, temperamentally and gave up. (laughs) So I carved no pumpkin. Sarah carved Uh three, winner by default. So she's now... Two, one, two and, up, two why, and one. Two and one in the oh, uh, pumpkin wars. Why so. didn't we see the, the photos of her pumpkin? I wasn't going to share her stuff. She can get her own <laughs> Facebook and share them if she wants the uh, recognition. Well, how many messages did you get in regards? Oh, lots of people. So it's exciting that people are looking out uh, you know, for those things. Yeah. Next year, I'm trying the... You know where they carve out the front? They don't actually carve it, but they scrape and okay. mold and like like statues? Right. I'm doing it. We're going out. I'm way. starting October 1st. Carving a pumpkin a week to practice, and I am going to destroy her next year. <laughs> when are you going to get into butter carving? I know that's all the rage. I'd eat it before I could carve it. <laughs> well, um, listen, we have uh, don't, don't want to take too much time because we got a lot of stuff for this episode, a lot of stuff to talk about in terms of streaming services. Um, I definitely streamed a lot of stuff, um, you know, but before we get into that, um, Justin, what you been up to? Well, probably the same thing you've been up to, so <laughs> why don't we just powwow this together i'm sure you've been watching some apple tv plus yes we will get into that for our topic of the show for sure yeah um but if that's if that's it for you justin kevin what you've been watching or doing or um yeah i mean i had a busy weekend several birthdays to celebrate so haven't had my usual sit down time to watch stuff so Mm -hmm. other than 
plowing into some new Apple TV content. Um, Just watching my usual network TV, old man stuff. Did you get a chance to watch... uh... The Watchmen. I have not watched Watchmen yet. Really? My, my TV watching partner in crime and partner in life, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, hated the movie, never read the book. So she's like, hey. No. So it's, I'm going to get there eventually. You saw but I have not seen None a second of, of this thing. Really? Yeah. So. All right. And the reviews are so like either people are in love with this thing yeah. or, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely. It's definitely I'm getting a lot of those lost vibes of like really don't know what's going on for a lot of it, um, and and you know as start as more and more starts to become more revealed, um, it's starting to make a little more sense. But again, it it still comes down to the idea of like like am I am I watching the show because I'm enjoying it or am I watching it because I just need to know what the heck is going on? That's not always a bad thing, right? If they're hooking you in that way, at least they're hooking you in some way. Uh, sure. I think the only thing that hooks Nate is Damon Lindenoff. <laughs> well, yeah. Cuz what what show did he do? Lost. Uh, I think he did Lost. Lost? Listen, everyone knows <laughs> that I love Lost. Um, uh, episode 3 of Silicon Valley uh, came out. Episode I mean, 3. I thought it was one. just 2. No, episode 3. Yeah. Am I, I think wrong? wrong. Yeah, because yeah, last, week, last week we were Okay, well, to be fair, one. Sarah and I did... No, you're right. It is too. Yeah. I apologize. Sarah and I did watch the whole show. Yeah. Because um, I watched the first episode of this season, and it feels like there was a bit of a longer break than usual between five and six. Yes. So we I were watching so. episode one and going, what the heck happened? Where did we leave off? So, yeah. And that one's such an easy, you know, 10 episode seasons, eight for two or three of them, mm-hmm. right? So, the so we just plowed through that. So I did get some time to watch, and it was something I've already seen. I have, excellent. I've been too caught up with other things that I haven't actually started. I know there's only two episodes in, so... I'm excited to see where they're going. Yeah. I'm excited to see where they're going. I'm. Uh, it's interesting to see. I mean, in the previous episode, again, I won't spoil too much for Justin, but just uh, in episode two, you did say you watched it, Kevin? Yeah, so um, that moment with Jared in the kitchen... I think was probably my favorite Jared moment the entire show. How is that a spoiler? (laughs) Because he's in the kitchen. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to now look for that scene and be like, oh, this is the scene that Nate's talking about. Why does that that bug people? Let's talk about (laughs) spoilers here for a second. Like, I'm not even allowed to tell you if I liked something. Oh, that's a spoiler. You yeah. liked that, it. To yeah. me, screw no, you. No, Form your own opinion, no, man. No, that's, that to People me is not oh, a spoiler. I, I don't go on Rotten Tomatoes because I don't want my opinion yeah. influenced going in. Don't let anybody influence your opinion, man. Right. I like to know, okay, people think this is an 85. I'm going to go check this yeah. out and see if I Absolutely. like it or not. So-and-so exactly. gave a great performance in a certain scene. Oh, is that a spoiler? Spoiler. That's not a spoiler. Yeah, right. it's not. not Unless you're, I'm telling you what happened to yeah. a character or in a story arc, it's not a spoiler. Right. I, so I, Jared just, in the kitchen. I was being facetious, <laughs> no, yeah, Nathaniel. I did not mean to blow yes. up as if you had done something no, wrong. But I, is, uh, while it, we're it on just, the topic. It came up again. No, mm-hmm. but while we're on the topic, I totally agree. I think that. There are certain things that can be very spoilery. You know, I think it's just people having their ability to understand what what to kind of tell you mm-hmm. so that you, as someone who hasn't seen it, is motivated or kind of, if you're on the fence, is inspired to go see it. Yeah, I think I think spoilers, I think anytime you have to kind of uh, get to the point where you are describing the exact moment to moment to moment, yeah, that can definitely be a spoiler. But I think if you're, if you're vague enough about it, I think that's something that I... I try to practice. I have had moments where I've sort of, oh shoot, did I? And you know, that's like a, that's generally much? a moment that you really liked, and it's hard to describe why you like the movie without describing it exactly. exactly. But you, if 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 I'm just telling you I liked or disliked something, yeah. it's not a spoiler. Yeah. Now, can we quickly go over what the rules for spoilers are? Say sure. on social media or whatever. Like, yeah. how long does somebody have to wait 
before you can post something about you know that's that's a like i think i really liked how the russo brothers did it with endgame they Mm -hmm. said you know okay 10 days movies out no one talk about it this is the day that everyone can start talking about all the spoilery things because if you haven't seen it in 10 days then you know it's it's free reign because people want to talk about life's tough you get busy and stuff but it's you know stay off social media i guess sure you're not too busy to check your facebook it's, you got it's two funny hours though to go that see that's... a movie you say you really want to see right. right and it's funny though that that has become a norm it's like oh i haven't seen it i'm gonna stay off social media like remember when people oh i haven't seen game of thrones yet yeah. I, i'm staying off facebook until i watch it you yeah know what i mean or i'm staying off instagram like it's, it's... well that's cool good for you yeah. show some self-control and, yes you know i bring this up because i'm in a, a facebook messenger group chat and it's mm-hmm. called tv movies and and whatnot and yeah. I mean, shout out to these guys if they're listening, because uh, sure. I know they do ch- tune in, and I love y'all. But there's this insane rule that in, until everybody in the group has seen a movie, we can't talk about it. What? Like, it's been a month since the Joker came out. Still can't talk about really? it in the group. And no. so today, a few of us just went, What's you know the- what, to hell with it. It's been a month. Let's yeah. talk about Joker, or then- let's talk about... Once upon a time in Hollywood. Well, I mean, what's, what's the point of talking about something when it's five months old? You know, well, why are you in that group? Yeah, exactly. Get <laughs> well, out of that no, group it's fine. We have great chats well, and it's sure. awesome to reminisce and stuff. Yeah. But I also want to talk about a movie that, you know, is two weeks fresh in my head. I'll right. give you two weeks, but yeah. from now on, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I agree. Spoilers are fun. Spoilers are fun. Well, like to discuss, not to, not to give away. Spoiler. I did see and watch a few more things. Um, <laughs> I also have been keeping up with. Um, Seis Manos on Netflix. And Seis you guys, Manos. Yeah, Seis Manos. I don't know how else to pronounce what it. Is, what is that? I, I was at work, actually, and someone who's at, work, at my work who's like fluent, like she's Spanish, she's like, you're saying it wrong. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to ever say it right. But um, Seis Manos, it stands for Six Hands. Um, it's made by Viz Media. They're the same people that do a lot of like traditional anime, uh, like One Punch Man. And um, I think they do My Hero Academia or, or what have you. Um, but they, they're they doing this anime um, that looks similar to... Did you ever see the show The Boondocks? Yeah. Did you ever watch that show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal yeah. show. Yeah. It's, it's that style of animation, but you set it in Mexico with a full Mexican cast, except for one character who's their Sifu, their teacher. And it's martial arts in Mexico. And so you've got this, you know, this Mexican culture mixed with uh, ancient Chinese culture. And I'm getting Jackie Chan adventure vibes. I'm getting, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting like all these really, really want. But at the same time, it's not a kid show. Right. right. It's it's got these uh, these adult elements to it. And Mike Coulter's in the show as well. Um, do you guys know who Mike Coulter is? Oh, yeah. He was Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Yeah. Yes. So he's he plays this like this sort of like. Uh, black cop who's in like he's it's very much in like the 80s 90s vibe sort of thing and he's kind of he's like way too tough for everyone and it's just it's a phenomenal show you have to check it out it's only eight episodes half an hour long each you can binge it in an afternoon i'm, I'm halfway through the season um and it's uh it, it's it's getting really good check it out um i also watched the first episode of his dark materials um which do you guys know about is that based on Stephen King? No. Uh it's a it's a book series. Um uh, that's my mistake. It's actually uh Philip Pullman. Philip Pullman. Okay. Yes. So Philip Philip Pullman novel, uh His Dark Materials. It was made into a movie um a long a little while ago. Uh and it the movie just really didn't do well. Um so BBC and uh HBO are hoping to um the movie that it was made into is called The Golden Compass. Um, with uh, Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig, and it just it didn't take off. I think it scored relatively low with critics. 
Um, it, it was really good. It's, it's again, one of those things like Watchmen that you're not going to know what's going on for a lot of it. And where's this one? The book. Uh, this is available. I've been watching it through Crave. Okay. Um, okay. Just because so it's, it's HBO. HBO. It's yeah. HBO cool. Show. Yeah. So uh, that is what we've been doing. <laughs> That's more like what you Nate's been watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, enough of that. Let's get into the news. It's all about the details. All right. This first story uh, is from Robin Burks uh, over at Screen Rant. Disney Plus will have ads at launch because they want their content back. Boo. Now, hold on. Before you start freaking out, um, these are not traditional, like, you know, commercials or, or you know, video advertisements. Um, so essentially, Disney recently confirmed that Disney Plus will show ads to subscribers in a deal to give the company access to specific content currently licensed to other streaming services. So The Verge reports that Disney Plus subscribers will see ads for stars when they sign in. Uh, and this is because Stars owns the rights to The Force Awakens, and Disney wants The Force Awakens available at launch. So we're just looking at like a simple banner ad uh, just at the top of the app or uh, or of the website um, of Stars. Oh, who cares? Oh, that's if, oh, I see. Okay, okay. But so like, let's say I'm watching on my TV through my PlayStation or whatever. Yeah, it's going to just be a banner above the shows. Yeah, the UI is just going to look a little bit uglier because you'll have to look at the show on stars. I don't know. Um, I mean, this is kind of a non, non issue, but, um, I bring this up to kind of carry into another topic of the fact that, um, what do you guys think of the fact that their, their licenses and, and shows are kind of spread out across some other services. And is this a good strategy for them to, to work on getting it back? And not only that, but these, a lot of their movies are going to go back to Netflix in 2020. Uh, with just the, the the way the rights work out. So it's like, are we running into another Spider-Man issue with content that they already made? Is but it just to Netflix? It's so far, the only one that they've been talking about is to Netflix. I mean, yes. everyone owns both, so who cares? You'll find what you want somewhere. Sure. And like whatever it takes to get all of these things in, I'm I'm all for it. I mean, you watch anything and you watch the Apple Plus, and I know we're talking yeah. about it later um, in more depth, but... I got to watch ads for the stuff I'm already watching when I watch that. So this seems right. far less intrusive than something like that. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like it's, it's hard to comment on the idea of strategy. If they think it's a strategy that will help yield them to get their properties back. Sure. I think it's also, it's just, if they had hindsight of what they were doing with Disney plus, why did they agree to certain lengths of contracts for, for these streaming services? Right. You know, if they, if they were already pre-planning it, or was it something that just kind of came out of the whole Fox deal? Yeah. It's like, well, we should just start our, we should just be doing a streaming. Right. And by that point, it was already too late because right. they had those agreements right. with sharing with Netflix. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a, there's a plethora of, of movies, like even just from the Marvel universe, like mm -hmm. all the Captain Americas will not be available on, on Disney plus. Yeah. Which is just, you know, that's absurd. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I certainly hope that they don't lose um, too much content, but one of the cool things that they, they did mention was that even if something is removed from their, their streaming platform, if you, as a user, if you have downloaded it for offline, which you're only allowed to download so much, but if you have downloaded it for offline, uh, you can watch it 
continuously, even after it's left the service. So then as long as they announce early enough what they're going to be losing, people yeah. can strategically plan, I guess. I mean, if you need to watch Captain America 14 times, <laughs> you can do this. Right. I mean, these movies have already been available. Like, I'm not excited about getting all the Marvel movies. They've right. been available on Netflix for the most part for years now. Yeah. It's the Disney cartoons and stuff that you haven't been able to find anywhere exactly. that I'm far more excited yeah. about anyways. That's that's I think that's the big selling point for a lot of people. The stuff that's just been vaulted that you can't get. Yeah. You know, you can't find good Blu-ray quality um right. you know discs of those, right? Yeah. Like they haven't been released. You, you have know? to watch them in like in 20 segment uh, or 20 minute segments on YouTube. Oh, yeah, if, yeah, if, you know, if it's on video. YouTube. And if, like, if it's even there and, and all of a sudden you're watching The Little Mermaid and five minutes in it switches to Spanish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. yeah. What? Like, what are they launching at price wise? Do we remember what? I think it's $6.99. $6.99 in Canada. But there's, um, I think that's the American in price. The, yeah. Let's just call it 10 bucks. Everything's yeah, 10 bucks. Apple TV but, is 10 bucks. Netflix is yeah. 10 bucks. But yeah. it's, what's nice though, too, is. Um, you know, they're offering also package deals where it's like, you know, you sign up for three years, you know, you save right. 30% off of the, the cost right. per month, right? And so. again, it's another shared user account. So just do it with three or four people and spend two bucks a month and yeah. not worry about it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go on to our next news story. This one from Hannah Shaw Williams, uh, also from Screen Rant. Uh, Warner Media has announced a May 2020 launch date for the new subscription service HBO Max. Uh, which will include the complete HBO service and library of content, as well as new original content. Uh, it's going to be about fourteen ninety nine a month American. Um, guys, what are your thoughts on on HBO Max? You know, jumping into the streaming race uh, with with Apple and with Disney. Um, is this something? Is this a service that you think you might maybe? I already subscribed to HBO, right? Um, and I'm imagining I would get their original content with my cable subscription. No. Well, well, their their original content would be like still on HBO. Yeah, it's just right. it's just. And I don't pay fourteen now. bucks a month, right? You know? So, so you so you're thinking that they're gonna, this isn't going to be a separate thing. They'll they'll bundle this into. I would hope so. Your service don't already. make me pay for your cable and your streaming service. <laughs> well, uh, now one... we watched this little snippet of a trailer previously. Yeah, and it showed that it was also getting other channels, right? Yes. Content from other channels. Yeah, like you're getting Comedy you're getting South Park, Friends, uh Rick and Morty, Green Lantern, um Yeah, but that's Time Warner, right? Like Time Warner theory. has all of those channels yeah. under its Well, it's, there its was umbrella. a few, it was like Cartoon Network and yeah. stuff. I mean, again, yeah. I'm a cable subscriber. I get all these channels anyway. So this right. this one does nothing for me personally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just the I'm more, all for it. Yeah, I mean, the more and more HBO content that's get that's coming out there like we just i just talked about his dark materials um talking about things like barry uh you know being on the service and and you know watchmen and all these shows um silicon valley right like i mean silicon valley is gonna be ended by that point but but the idea of like these shows are quality shows that i'm i'm really enjoying yeah, that's what i want it's not much different from what we have right now with crave right, right? like crave yeah. has the agreement with hbo to yeah. offer their their uh, content yeah. on their streaming platform. So I don't know what this is going to do for that agreement in Canada. That's why I was asking, is this going to be available in Canada? Yeah. Um, when we were watching that little trailer, it's it, it just seems kind of interesting. Like, does that mean once they launch this, the agreement with Crave will no longer be? Yeah. So then we have to go to HBO Max if we want to get all of that HBO content yeah. plus all this other stuff. Yeah. I mean, I also am stoked about uh, there was a new um, new. Boondocks, uh, a seat or movie, and then two 
seasons or, or something like that being uh, going to be released on the service as well. Um, so like, you know, it, it's funny how one show can sort of, you know, pull me into to subscribing to a service. Yeah, like it that, doesn't take know? a lot to get you hooked. <laughs> Speaking of getting people hooked, um, then we might have a new cast member hooked in Matt Reeves' Batman uh, new movie. This thing's getting out of hand. <laughs> There's uh, gonna be like thirty bad guys in this movie. Yeah, there's there's a lot. Uh, it's it's definitely an ensemble cast. Um, the Batman casts Andy Serkis as Alfred Pennyworth. I thought. I thought oh, well, that's not even the one I heard today. Jeez. Which yeah, one did you yeah. hear? Oh, we're getting we'll get to that. Okay. Don't worry. I'll okay. let you, I'll let you mention it. Uh, this from Chris Agar again from Screen Rant. Uh, Screen Rant killing it with the news today. Uh, Matt Reeves, the Batman, cast Andy Serkis to play Alfred Pennyworth, uh, with Robert Pattinson having been cast as, as the latest big screen caped crusader earlier this year attention has recently turned to the film's supporting cast uh reeves and company have been filling out the rest of the ensemble recruiting jeffrey wright uh from westworld to play commissioner gordon yep you got paul dano as the riddler which i am that's awesome oh yeah because he's he's that's perfect he's casting. Oh, that's perfect casting. i just like that man so much that's, and yeah he's, he's a fantastic guy yeah. <laughs> uh zoe kravitz is catwoman uh, which I think will be really interesting. Oh, that's cool. Kind yeah, of a that's a good take. one. Yeah. Um, and then just today, um, Kevin, who who was it that they were rumoring? It was uh, Matthew McConaughey as oh geez, now I forget. Two Face. Two Face. That's right. Yeah. Yes, Harvey. Ooh, that was Harvey Dent, Dent. I guess. Sorry, right. Michael. Yeah. 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 Harvey yeah. Dent. So when them saying Harvey Dent makes me think he will be. You right, know, the lawyer first, and then, and then slowly move you know. into it. And that's actually not even the one I, that I heard today. Yeah, it's going crazy. I today. also heard that Colin Farrell is in talks to play the Penguin. Yes, oh, that's so, awful. So, well, just this is the thing. So, why is that awful? Hold on a second. Because well, it's not Jonah Hill. No, but I, I think I, I, I don't. I, I prefer that casting. I prefer Jonah Hill or even um, Olaf. Yeah. What's oh yeah, <laughs> Josh Gad. Josh Gad. Well, I mean, it, it is interesting, like Zoe Kravitz um, and Paul Dano and Pattinson kind of being a younger cast. You're right. Like the, the idea of a younger penguin might have made a little more sense. But Why? Danny DeVito was an older, grosser villain for, <laughs> for Michael Keaton to face. You know? Right. I, I guess I guess if they yeah, if the if Thank that you, one villain was was a little, I don't know, older, but um, with Matthew McConaughey coming in, I think the ages are going to vary. Yeah. But it's just it's just weird because like we're hearing about all these villains um and this being an ensemble thing like this I, doesn't sound like how long is this movie gonna be well, that it's that's gonna my be able to that's my thing like the fact that they would say matthew mcconaughey is playing harvey dent yeah to kevin's point i think that means he's just going to be the lawyer right. in this movie and so wait see it oh so you're saying this is this series he's well, gonna be they the have to well, come yeah. on they have to this character they if they're gonna reboot this character again yeah you know for the fourth time in our lifetime I need a franchise out of this thing. Yeah, yeah. So cool. set it up and set it up in like Arkham or something. Yeah. And that's where you see these guys. And, mm. you know, maybe one gets out in this movie when you see mention or something happens in Arkham. And then right. there's your story right there. Right. Yeah. Like. But I mean, how much I mean, I, the thing is, though, is like with these actors, like you're not going to cast these actors. And give them, time right, and you're not going to give them. Uh, a, a quick one-off in Arkham, right? Like, they're going to be... Well, that's the same thing that a lot of people said about Avengers Endgame. Like, oh, look how many actors and how many right. superheroes are going to be and how, how much yeah. screen time are they going to get? And but we also is, is already like... got in solo movies with all those characters sure, leading up to it. Right. Which, which is, like, once again in a DC movie, we're not get getting... You well, know? so that's that's what I don't get is, again, where DC is saying, we're going to do the ensemble thing. And I'm like, look how well Joker did for them. Right. As far as DC, I know it's a completely different group of people, but it's, it's still DC. Right. And look how well that did. And they're still going off on the idea that like, 
and even Wonder Woman and even Aquaman, phenomenal. But then they're like, let's do another ensemble. Let's also do a Suicide Squad movie ensemble. Like, I, I honestly think that if the if it works, why try to change it? If, yeah, Mar- but- if the Marvel mold works of origin stories... Why are they yeah, trying this other route? They're playing catch up. They, it, it, yeah. it, it, it reeks all over everything that they do. Yeah, but do. look at where we are now. It's what, six years since they started to catch up? Yeah. Maybe five? Yeah. If they had taken their time and fleshed out good solo movies, right. they'd be right at the right time as Marvelous coming down from what is probably going to be their peak. Yeah. You know, they could swoop in and take over with unquestionably more iconic, yeah. well known, and if they had done it right, Per, per, properly established characters, and they yeah. could take over yeah. that ensemble yeah. built to movie well, formula. It, that you know, but they rushed it. They failed. They're rebooting stuff. They're redoing stuff. You know, they're a mess. They're a mess. And and I think it like to Kevin's point, they should have just played the slow game rather they than trying paid, to yeah. right rather than trying to like be like, oh, we we have all these characters. We we can do this too. We can we can smash out a, a an ensemble movie and, and make yeah. it make it just as good as, as a Marvel movie. No, like you, Marvel flushed out those characters. Marvel hooked the audience so that audience cared about those characters. Yeah. So that when you saw that ensemble cast, you knew where they were from. But, just, but now again, the one strength DC has is, uh, you know, um, they, they're working with iconic characters, recognizable characters that, like, I'm just hoping this isn't a Batman origin story because we know his origins. Right. On top of this huge ensemble piece, like, yeah. are we coming into a young but established Batman character mm. who is facing off against his greatest foes? Or you know, like, yeah. we don't know much about the, the story. The question, so the question I have is, is how are they gonna are are they gonna get so gung ho with this and then say, okay, well, this is our new Batman for our new Justice League ensemble piece? Do you know what I mean? Like, are they gonna start going through and soft rebooting all of their characters so that they can get to a cohesive you know like i really hope not like the way it seems to be pitched is that this in itself is to be entirely separate this matt reeves batman is entirely separate from any cohesive ensemble um superhero justice league movie um so i i I think i hope that they don't like suddenly like oh my god it's a success let's let's keep going with this right because that's what tends to happen with warner is they get overexcited overzealous and then Things like look at Flash. Yeah, that Flash movie has been in absolute turmoil. Yeah, and it's stuck in the mud. Yeah, it's well, stuck. And, and so I mean, for Flash to be yeah, stuck, exactly. Right? Yeah, um, but, but no, like I just think like it. It almost seems like now they don't have a choice. Like they now they just if they can do the the Batman cinematic universe, they right. can't do. But like the Joker, with Wonder the, Woman with Aquaman, right? With, but and Joker and like Joker's an example. Like yeah. it was a one off. It was a very focused piece. Mm-hmm. And if you think about what Nolan did really well with his Batman series, is that he he focused it right. And a lot of people say that that kind of killed whatever momentum Warner Brothers had with mm-hmm. doing some sort of superhero thing. That sort of thing that Christopher Nolan didn't having that agreement with him to get those movies done is what slowed them down. Hmm. Which I don't, I don't agree with. I think that he plotted an idea for Man of Steel, and it just got speed ramped into. Let's take this into ensemble Justice League movie. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I mean, they did give him a solo movie first. They did, but I also think that they rushed it so that they could explain a lot more of the cosmic. Because Batman was very gritty, real world, right. and they needed to. If they're going to introduce Superman, they need to get into the cosmic so that they can introduce. People like Wonder Woman, yeah. Aquaman, 
And then inevitably you come back to Batman. But what ended up happening, Man of Steel wasn't a success. So the next movie was a Batman versus Superman movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and then you end up with spinoffs and Ugh. spinoffs and spin-offs. it's a mess. Kevin I, was right. I hate DC. Their movies have disappointed for like almost a decade, basically since Nolan, you know, stepped yeah. down. Uh, but this is the most excited I've been for one of their movies, just based on the cast and crew that they've got attached to it so far. Right. So I hope it works. We'll wait till the first trailer, right? Yeah. Um, well, let's move into trailer time. It's trailer time. <laughs> We checked out The Banker. Uh, this is coming to Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, this is actually the first time I've seen a trailer for a movie uh, on that, that service. No, it, it's at, uh, in theaters. Oh, so, maybe the they're do, so maybe they're doing both. It's the, like an Irishman so sort yeah, of thing. Irishman yeah. thing, well, they're, right? They're definitely, they said that they're going to be doing theatrical releases for their, their films. Wow. As okay. well as uh, streaming. So. Sweet. This is directed by George Nolfi. Uh, it stars Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Nia Long, um, Anthony Mackie, Nicholas Holt, um, and Jesse T. Usher. Um, it's uh, basically the story of the first African-American banker uh, in the U.S. And uh, it's coming out December 6, 2019. Guys, what did you think of the trailer? Looks great. Yeah? Yeah, I'm a sucker for feel-good Soppy, you know, yeah. It also nice little lo- stories. It looks cool. Also, it sounds like, like a really cool story I've never heard about either. So I'm yeah. always in, uh, interested in that. Yeah, and I think it has that that vibe of like you know, you know, hitting the man. You know, getting sure. to the system. Yeah, you know what I mean, and, it reminded and, me a lot of um, Black Klansman. You guys watch Black Klansman, oh, yeah, right? John- oh, God, Spike I hope Queen's I like Spike it better Queen. than that movie. Oh yeah, you didn't like that movie. Oh, I did not like really. Black Klansman. Well, just I mean, I guess just the storyline, right? Of them using you know in the it trailer. It seems so implausible and ridiculous. <laughs> well, this might seem a little more plausible. Again, well, it's based on a true story, is it not? I believe it is. Yeah, it's both, based both on true were, events. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the idea of them, you know, sort of using uh, Nicholas Holtz's character as a way to. To you know, be the front man for yeah, them, right? To infiltrate the system, yeah. the system that is against them, yeah, because and of their color. Anything with Samuel L. Jackson, just sure. you know that moment when Any- he's like, he's like, nope, still black. <laughs> like, it's yeah. so I mean, it, it looks like a a pretty toned down Sam Jackson. We're not talking snakes on a plane, Sam Jackson here, but uh, <laughs> these monkey fighting snakes. You know, he'll still yeah. be he'll still be the energy. You know, right. um, and I think uh, their relationship with Nicholas Holt looks kind of adorable. The way they're you know integrating him into the world of class and stuff. And it's kind of a neat spin on the idea that, you know, these black guys are teaching a white guy how to be a white guy almost, you know what I mean? Like that seems like a really cool side story as part of it. So, yeah, Yeah, I I think we'll get into it deeper as we get into the topic of the show. But, you know, this is something that I think you could sit down with your kids and watch and they would probably learn something out of it and kind of see something that happened in history and ask questions exactly yeah it looks like the kind of movie i recommend about one of these a year to my parents there you go they don't like dad hates going to see movies yeah um and my mom likes a lot of you know hallmark christmas movies and stuff well this is great because they don't have to go to the movies to see it well yeah no maybe well they they, if they want to they can they can they get the the choice but this looks like that movie that i'm gonna see and go you guys gotta see this you know it was green book last year you gotta see this and so that you know what i mean like this just seems like that so funny you know that's what i was gonna say this is this year's green book it kind of looks like Mm. that which is why it's hitting theaters like streaming services are also pushing their movies into theaters it's so that they can be in contention yeah, for, for Oscar Oscars. nominations yeah. and, yeah. and well, stuff like and, that. And I think your older audiences um, are either going to like the idea of staying in and not having to go to a busy theater and see a movie or 
they're not going to want to figure out this streaming technology stuff, <laughs> you know, have the kids come over and set them up with Apple right, TV. Right. Which remote do I use to do the Apple hey, TV Siri, stuff? how do I you know, watch so, the show? Yeah. yeah, I think it's right. best of both worlds in that regard. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, the next one, the last trailer. Uh, I think it was the final trailer. Well, and it better be. It comes out next week. How many more, <laughs> and how many more trailers do people need? Right. right. Weren't you hooked when they said, we're making a show about bounty hunters? Yeah. I'm okay. in. Done. <laughs> you know, and it's starring Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Boom. Yeah. Gina Carano. Uh, Nick Nolte is playing. He's like, that little alien guy, right? The, I thought it was him. Yeah, yeah. He, I actually just got the pop of him. Uh, he plays Quill. Uh, K-U-I-L-L. I don't know how you spell it. He's, he's, um, he's, he's, he's this really kind of you know, ugly looking dude, but I'm glad they didn't go with CG on him. It looks like a mask, uh, which I think is... Oh, is yeah? He looked kind of small. Kind of refreshing. Like, well, not I a mean, puppet, maybe? I think it's a puppet. You think okay. it's a puppet? Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't look like a full-sized oh, alien okay. or anything. Interesting. Yeah. And and somebody had mentioned Bill Burr was in this, and I'm like, Bill no, Burr. he's not. Then you see him, and he looks like a jerk with a gun. I'm like, yeah, okay, I got, can see him he's fitting He's got, like, in. three blasters, like, one coming off his back. Dude, I'm so down for this show to be weird. Like, I'm so yeah, excited I think, for weird I, Star Wars. I think the one thing that's really interesting, maybe you kind of get it from the trailer, but it looks like it's going to be morally challenging yeah. in the sense that you're, you're going to see like more bad than you are good, sure. which is very unusual for the Star Wars universe, if you right. will, because it is always about, you know, being a Jedi and being good. Yeah. So you're going to see some of those, that dark CD world. See, but I don't think he's going to be a bad guy, right? He's going to be well, like a, a bounty hunter. No, but yeah, I think, but I think to Justin's point, like similar to kind of some of the things we might've gotten from Breaking Bad in terms of like making the bad decision for the overall good or so like, you think or he's like, out, like, cause he's just shooting a bunch of people in this yeah. trailer. You think he's out there shooting good people mm, or he's collecting bounties on whoever there's I, a bounty I think on. there's part of like, there's parts. But of what that. if someone, but I could see them doing like, again, I don't know, but I could see them doing an episode where he has to take away someone's father from them. Right. Like some little girl is crying and he has to like, he has to, capture their father because their father's a horrible person but this little girl and the mother are not right like stuff like that to justin's point kind morally, of that morally ambiguous, ambiguous yes, exactly which yeah. is exciting because like that's kind of what we got out of rogue one as well right the enemy isn't a jedi or you know anything like that it's it's real people it's rough are, and tumble on the ground exactly. guns and violence yeah, and, yeah it looks and that's really cool and that's why this these that in comparison rogue one to mandalorian kind of feel like that like they're yeah. we're going to really see some of this like grit i love the scene um What's the 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 green scaly or the yellow scaly? The Trandoshans. Yeah, yeah. That did you got some serious Star Trek vibes? Yeah. It did look like that, yeah. right? Like on the sand. Like, like where's planet. Kirk to come in with his rock? I think what I love about the trailer is that it looks like a cinematic adventure. Um, I don't know. If, I, I wasn't crazy about the score though in the trailer. You mentioned that, yeah. Yeah, like I, I just thought it was kind of like it was very TV score, okay. not like cinematic score. Interesting. So it just it felt very like, I, and I've heard that the the actual score that we'll hear, mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's what we heard necessarily in this trailer. Yeah. So the score is actually by Ludwig Gronson, mm -hmm. um, who I believe did the Black Panther score. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So um, I, I'm interested to hear what that's going to sound like. But if that's what we heard in the trailer, it didn't really have the same sort of Star Wars epic cinematic feel to it. It just felt very generic TV score, if yeah. you will. I think we'll get into this a little bit later when we get into our topic of the show, but um, the I think, the, honestly, though, the feeling, the world of TV and movies are blending so much that I don't know what to think in terms of what a score should sound like or what a show should look like. It's starting to get to the point where they're kind of becoming the same thing. Um, now, speaking of kind of becoming the same thing, that, that's, I don't know. <laughs> that was an awful segue. 
<laughs> bad boys. Bad for boys. Life. I just mean like because it's what it's, you it's, want? What it's you more want? it's more the same thing, isn't it? Like I I, I don't know this trailer. Yeah. You guys are stoked for it. I guess I just yeah. Did buddy. you watch the bad boy movies? Have you seen them? I'm gonna guess no. I've seen them. Okay. Uh, but it was like a long time. Like, I don't. Sure. I couldn't. Are you sure you weren't watching Land Before Time? I can't <laughs> repent for you the exact moment. Like, I, again, I, I get the comedy aspect between Will Smith and He's just Martin not Lawrence. excited because Lindelof had nothing to do with it. <laughs> There's uh, no lost in it. No, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. This looks like a bad boys movie. Yeah. And I, I always had fun watching them. Uh, I, I think th- Martin Lawrence and Will Smith make a wicked on screen duo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like Riggs and Murtaugh if, you know, Riggs was cooler and Murtaugh nod. was sassier. That's a, a, a Lethal Weapon reference. Cool. Um, another series you haven't seen, Lethal Weapon. Hey, Siri, look up Lethal Weapon. <laughs> Get out of here, man. <laughs> I've um, heard of it, but okay. Anyways, it's it's like Lethal Weapon with a bit more sass, I don't know, but it's the same thing. One guy's out there, he just wants to shoot bad guys and do his thing, and the <laughs> other guy is like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Literally, like, I'm too old for this, you know, expletive. Right. Cool. Um it looks sick. It looks awesome. I I it's, was a huge it's, fan. and it's Michael Bay not doing a friggin' well, it's not even Michael Bay. It's is not it? Michael Bay. Oh, okay. It's a it's a well. Uh, somebody brother. has captured that man's aesthetic it, yeah, quite well. Yeah. No. The, the aesthetic of it, the fact that it's not Michael Bay, and that these guys are able to still capture the bad boys vibe yeah. is fantastic. Because like one, the first Bad Boys film was a very gritty cop film, which was very Bruckheimer esque and less Michael Bay, but more Bruckheimer. And then you have Bad Boys Two, which was more Michael Bay. And less Bruckheimer. Um, and that was all action and it was all flash and it was intense. And like by the end of some of those action scenes, you're like, how many people died? Yeah. Right. And like how much how many billion dollars of property damage by these two guys and, to and stop these two one cops, bad guy. Yeah, and know? they didn't even stop him. Yeah. And one in one <laughs> sequence, it was so horrible. And the and the and the uh, the cop played by Joe uh Joey Pants, baby. Joey, Joey Pantalone. He's good. I'm as, as long as he's <laughs> back as the sergeant. <laughs> remember, Chief, remember your pressure points. Remember your He's pressure honestly points. funny enough in those movies that it makes them worth checking it's, out just for him. And, cool. And, and yeah. they're and Kevin's right. Their their duo together is fantastic. Like fans will want to see it, and it's going to if you like the shtick. Yeah, you if you like, like it, it or you don't. but I, I think I fans think of the, the franchise. This isn't for new fans. This yeah. isn't for somebody who hasn't seen the other two. This right. is definitely, you know, the last one made two hundred fifty million bucks. Let's do it again. Yeah. yeah, but like years later, like years after that that movie was out. Yeah, but, but like, Will Smith hasn't aged. It doesn't like. No, I know. Well, Martin Lawrence has aged. Martin and Lawrence that's what, has but aged. But I, I did like in the trailer that seems like that's what they're playing off of. Yeah. Oh yeah, you absolutely. Know. Although he, he was playing the same curmudgeon, I want to retire guy in the in number two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's great. great. Cool. So I'm super excited for that one. Are we going to see it uh, in Florida? When we're when we're Is away, that when it comes out, it's going to be January seventeenth. I don't. I don't know if I'm taking a break from Disney to go see <laughs> no, Bad Boys. I'll no, wait a couple yeah. weeks on we, that. We can wait yeah. till we get back. Um, Just no spoilers. No spoilers. No. <laughs> don't. I don't want to know how much you liked it, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to take about uh, 15 seconds, because that's how long this teaser trailer was, uh, just to talk about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2 was announced. I'm stoked. You guys not? You guys stoked? Yeah, yeah. Not by the trailer. The news <laughs> was just about enough for me. I mean, I'm wondering, though, I could have thrown this together on like some film editing program myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that it was, was like it was like 15 JPEGs in a row. That or whatever, was pretty right? half-assed, if you ask me. Well, I think the other thing too is it's 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 just to capitalize, right? We were talking about this last week with uh, you know Star Wars. Yeah. You know, how do you go ahead and start promoting 
the Game of Thrones guys doing a, a Star Wars movie when there's been no story. There's no, it's not in production. Right. And this is kind of the same case. It's like, it's been greenlit to go. Yeah. And maybe Sony is just really trying to capitalize on that. You know I, what I mean? Because, I am, but did anybody seriously think there wasn't going to be a second one? No, I, I thought there was going to be a second one. But I think with this whole Marvel, Disney, Spider-Man thing up in the air. And, mm-hmm. you know, we know Peter Parker is going to be in, you know, a Disney Marvel cinematic universe. Yeah. Um, but there is, we, I think we talked about it, just this, uh, this desire for Disney to reacquire Spider-Man and bring him back under the Marvel right. cinematic universe as, as a whole. So then Sony should move towards the animation side. Right. But if they move towards the animation side and let's say, you know, before 2022 comes around, they seize a deal and they get Spider-Man back. What happens to that? Yeah, are they still going to go through with it? Is Disney going to still go through with oh, it? The amount, they, the amount they, of money to be made. Off exactly, that, of they course. would, they would, they would one hundred percent just say, "Well, we'll, we'll produce it." And IMDb has, uh, interestingly enough, a new director and new writer uh, from from the last one um, listed. So I don't know if that's been announced. Uh, Joaquin Dos Santos is directing, and then Dave Callahan writing. I mean, one of the original writers uh, from the first one, Phil Lord. I think honestly, they directed it. They, well. The, no, the director, uh, Rodney Rothman, Peter Ramsey, and Bob Persichetti, um, were direct, they directed the. Oh, so they, so Phil, Phil Lord, Lord is just a writer. Really? Yeah. And they're probably a producer because I think they, he, he they got won a story the Oscar. Credit. Yeah. 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 Um, the, the, this little teaser showing off a bunch of glimpses of little, uh, logos. Um, one of the logos, there's a big rumor going around that because one of the logos looked like it was done in the real world with like a paperclip and it didn't look animated. It looked like a real, Paperclip <laughs> again. Take this with a huge uh, grain of salt, but um, that that could mean that maybe we're going to be getting not only alternate versions of Miles Morales, but potentially a Miles Morales in our real world uh, visiting. Or does it our mean, real world? Or does it Spider-Man. mean we're going to get a real world Tom Holland appearing? That's in I mean. this movie. Yeah, how cool would that be? Yeah, I, I think that 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 was an opportunity that they could have gone with. Yeah, maybe you save it, but like the way Into the Spider Verse ended with you know Spider Man twenty, I think it's twenty ninety nine, right? In the uh, post credits, spoilers yeah. for those who haven't seen it. Spoiler alert! Um, but you know, to have to be ending with that kind of insinuates that this this whole Spider Verse thing is about to blow right up. Yeah, where everyone's just going to be interacting. So maybe it's it's in this film that they introduce. Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Oh, and I think it'd be so cool. It'd be, and actually Tom be cool. Get and Tom Holland. Yeah, no, they would all Why be. Not? Just that's the only time that they'll all be in the same, yeah. in the same, playing the same character in the same universe. It'd be pretty cool. And if they if they tease that in the trailer, like you're gonna get butts and seats. It'll suck because spoilers, but whatever. Let's move on to our topic of the show. So for today's topic, let's get streamy uh, and talk about our first week with the new Apple TV Plus. Uh, Apple TV Plus launched, uh, surprisingly, uh, not just in the United States, but also here in Canada. Um, And so I think we should start with our overall impressions of the service, um, followed by our initial impressions of the morning show. See, I mean, what shows did you guys... I saw the morning. I saw the all three episodes of the morning show and of C. Um, what did you guys catch? You guys catch anything else? I caught uh, two episodes of uh, the morning show and two episodes of C. Oh, cool. Okay, and- I, I finished uh, both the morning show mm-hmm. and C, and I watched one episode of 
for mankind. Oh, for all man, for all mankind. Yeah, for all yep. mankind. And I also saw uh, one episode just before you guys got here of Dickinson. Um, so we can kind of talk about all that stuff. But first, um, Justin, what are your what are your first initial overall impressions of Apple TV Plus? My first impression is that you know I like the slow rollout of the content. Mm-hmm. You know, like three episodes, kind of as a primer, and then every Friday, I believe they're they're doing more. Right. Um, except for with Dickinson, they've just released all of it. But yeah, but yeah, with these hour long content, yeah, yeah, and I think that that's that's a really good way. You kind of get people hooked. You get people them a taste. talking about it too. Yeah. So. yeah, a lot of people have been talking about the morning show. I do like how they're kind of slowly rolling out this content. Mm-hmm. I will say it feels overall very heavy handed in that they are trying to put out content that challenges conventional norms mm-hmm. of what we see in our everyday content that's already existing they're just they're, they're establishing themselves yeah kevin how about yourself i know you don't you don't have an apple tv right no so you were watching it through your phone uh at first i did it on my phone that's yeah. how i signed up for it got all subscribed and everything like that cool. i mean again six bucks i'm just gonna do it You're until i until it. i don't like it you know yeah um but there seems like there will hopefully be enough interesting content I have no way to watch it on my TV, right? which is my preferred way to watch stuff. So sure. that might hinder my experience with it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but then today I threw it up on my computer. That went pretty okay for, yeah. for a technically deficient person like myself. I figured it <laughs> out pretty easily. So I was like a little pat on my back. And there you go. Um, yeah. I, I As far as like my initial impressions of the overall service, I think it, it's it seems... It seems interesting because there there isn't a ton, there isn't a, like a mass drop like we're going to be getting with with Disney Plus uh, when that comes out. But at the same time, I I kind of appreciate it as well because I feel like if there was a bunch of other stuff on there, I might not have necessarily watched some of these really great shows uh, that they've launched with it, right? Like as far as the original programming. Yeah, that's kind of like me when I finally, um, like, I mean, I've had Amazon Prime for shipping for years and then was <laughs> right. like, maybe I'll check out that TV. I think there was something I wanted to watch through that. Yeah. Uh, and then it was like, oh my God, there's a hundred things here. Where do I even begin? Right. Whereas this was, it's I mean, we also did yeah. sort of say, why don't we watch these two shows so we can be on the same page and talk about, you know, something sure, similar, yes. which really did help. Yeah. Because um, I'm not sure how many shows there are right now. Let's call it 10 or 15. I think there's four or five. Oh, there's only four or five, eh? So yeah. I, but I'm not sure if I would have jumped in to watch right. any of them just based on a little thumbnail. Yeah, there's only four. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Four. Okay. Well, there's okay. also some kids programming as well. well yeah. Okay. Right, but, right, the, right. but we watched that um, the trailer for it. And yep. it seems like there's going to be more and more rolling right. out. Yes, right. Slowly but surely. Right. But, and and I think that's that's kind of the cool part in terms of how they're rolling it out again. Yes. It's weekly. different That's from smart. everything Don't else. overwhelm yeah. me. You know, yeah. Yeah. it's different from it's different from Disney because yeah. Disney has already said that you know for their new content, it's all going to be, you know, weekly episodes. Right. Whereas you know Netflix obviously does the large dump and you just binge it. Here comes <laughs> you know, Apple TV Plus saying, okay, we're going to meet you in the middle. We'll mm-hmm. give you small amounts to get you hooked. Like, you know, it, it, I think it's I think it works to it's their smart. advantage. Yeah. Watch three episodes of four shows instead of. 10 episodes of one. Right. You know, and right. then, and then you can, you can every Friday you can catch up, right? Catch up. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's, let's catch up. Let's talk about our first impressions of the morning show. I had no idea what these shows were going to be about. Yeah. I did. I hadn't seen trailers for them. I hadn't read synopsis. Cool. I thought this was going to be a fun behind the scenes <laughs> look Carell. at morning TV, yeah, you yeah. know, Jennifer, fun Anderson. cast who, 
whoo, man, in the first five minutes, I'm like, oh, this is going to be quite heavy. Okay, then. Yeah, they're definitely um, a lot more, like, they're much more real with the language than I thought they were going to be. Yeah, I think I think that was something that caught a lot of people off guard. Oh, they're naming like, names and stuff? Like, yeah, they're literally yeah. drawing their, like, I don't know how much we want to go in depth in terms of talking sure, what it's about. Sure, spoilers and whatnot, but, but it's, you know. it's, well, I mean, here's the thing. I, I think the... When when I, when I first heard of a lot of the rumors about Apple TV Plus and the the content offerings, a lot of it was going to be oh it's it's going to be very PG and it's going to be safe and yeah, exactly. and they're not going to this is like this is the most real there was, thing there were f words dropped within the first five minutes left right and center yeah, yeah and and like I'm I'm not against it I I think the no. thing that people that are are very uh, uh, surprised by is that, like to your point, they were anticipating more family friendly material, yeah. something that any audience could watch, and that's not the case. No, that is not the case with this show. Um, immediately seeing Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon acting, I I immediately recognized like how phenomenal they are at as actors. Like I I was I I the, and I say that just because I've not really witnessed. Jennifer Aniston in, in or Reese Witherspoon in anything other than like more romantic comedies and and more lighthearted things. So to see them in these dramatic roles, I was so happy to see them on on screen without the expectation of laughing. Yeah, I think um, you know definitely if you haven't seen it yet, definitely watch the morning show. Um, it's it is cool to your point, Justin, how they are. These series are are raising awareness and 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 getting people talking about subjects that they would normally shy away from. They would get too uncomfortable to talk about. So I and I also think it's kind of neat, like getting to see Mitch in the show and the the world that he goes in, whether he's a terrible person or not, is one of those things that you know I think it's important that we're able to see what a person like that would go through. Do you know what I mean? Like to have that other side of the story that normally we wouldn't get. Well, I, I found it really interesting how they introduced his character and there was no backstory to him. There was no first impression that you get outside of he's done this horrible thing or he's yeah. being accused of this horrible thing. And so he is simply in that light from your first glimpse of him, right? You yeah. get no chance to like him before you hate him. There's none of that. And it's maybe we're going to get a redemption story on his side. You know what I mean? Because you certainly do feel kind of sympathetic for his character. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's one great exchange between uh, Steve Carell and Mark Duplass, and it's how it isn't about taking sides, and it isn't that all men are evil or that all of these cases are real, and it's, and it's, it is this real balancing act of finding truth. I was not hooked in that first episode, mm. but then the second one, I'm going, okay, they're really going to dive into this. They're going to look at it from all angles, yeah. from a male and female perspective, from a a victim and a perpetrator perspective. I, I think it's going to be a very interesting show. Well, you have you haven't gotten to episode three, but there's some there's some cool stuff, and I and yeah. I think to your point, it throws this loop of like really understanding the varying degrees of males in this situation. Um, I think what's really interesting is their source material. Um, this is clearly coming from an actual story. With, well, yeah, they. Uh, I mean, they name names. Yeah, yeah. like it's yeah. great when they yeah. when they drop Weinstein's name in there, yeah, right? Absolutely. Like, whoa, you know. And they, I, I also think that the source of this story, though, is uh, more Matt Lauer. Matt for Lauer, sure. for sure. And there's there's elements that are, you'll see it in episode in the next episode, but there's elements that are very literal from that actual story. So mm-hmm. puts an interesting light on this whole mm-hmm. whole situation. But I think this is again one of the first examples of. Apple really trying to push content out that is addressing this. Yeah. 
getting people talking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if it's if it's doing anything, it certainly seems to be doing that. Well, a lot of people have been talking about this. I show. mean, we're talking about it right now. Exactly. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's the whole point of this. But podcast. I am looking forward to watching episode three. Yes. and This will be one that I, I'm going to follow. There's again, this might be a bit of a spoiler, but the one moment that I just want to call out is Mitch's walking down the street and a woman yells at him and calls him a rapist. Right. And he, he's, you know, he's like, I'm not even like, being accused of that. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Like, right. And, and it's true. You, you, you see a news article and you, yeah. you instantly decide one way or another, okay, that person's guilty. Yeah. It's sort of making you almost take a step back and go, what is the real story here? Will we ever get the truth behind these stories? You yeah. know what I mean? And, and it's, it's this, it's a really complicated thing going on in the world today. I think they described it as almost we're catching up yeah. for hundreds of years of misogyny and, and predatory males who have taken advantage of women, which is obviously a horrible, horrible thing. But where is the truth in each individual case? Yeah. Uh, so I think it's going to be really fascinating. It'll to be interesting. It. It'll be interesting if if they turn it around and he comes to some sort of realization or an epiphany of his of his character of of the things that he's done wrong but that there's a varying degree to what he did and and others it's uh yeah it's riveting i i i'm i'm really this is this is the best thing that they put on the service i think if this was the only thing yeah. they put out to start They'd it still would have be your money. enough yeah 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 i think so cool. For, yeah interesting uh let's talk about c um so this is with the uh this is with jason momoa um and the entire world uh, is centuries uh, into the future, and uh, there's only two million people left on the planet, and they are all blind. They've all lost sight to the point where sight is a myth, and and is considered one that's forbidden to talk about. Forbidden even. to talk about even that it didn't it didn't exist. What well, are you talking about? Yeah, and I'm I'm interested to hear what Kevin thinks of this show because when I saw it, and I was just like, uh, I think Kevin should watch this one because. Definitely, it has that Game of Thrones vibe. I mean, kind. I, I certainly yeah. got that. You know, it took me five minutes of going, this isn't Khal Drogo. This isn't Khal Drogo. And they didn't help. <laughs> He's out there chanting and screaming in what sounds like Dothraki right off the bat. And yeah. I'm going, man, this is so... Khal Drogo. Khal Drogo. <laughs> oh, um, but he certainly grows as a character and, and yeah. expands on that. Um, I mean, first impressions. What a cool imagining of a world that lost sight and and has grown and i mean devolved in terms of our technology and and our ability to you know live life the way we're used to yeah um, but it was just little things like the ropes running through the town and that's how they they easily they use their sticks and yeah. they walk along like just cool or the, little or things or the fact that they had um you know they would have helmets that would be covering their face but not their ears right like just the way the way that they see um it, it is how Blind people see. And I think that's one of the, again, going back to your point earlier, Justin, raising conversations about this. Um, there's a woman uh, at my workplace who is blind and I've I've not really engaged in conversation with her about the fact that she's blind. I've, I've talked to her many times. She's a fantastic person. Again, it's one of these things that it can be uncomfortable to try to bring that topic up. Well, sure. And I don't even know if it needs to be brought up unless it's something pertinent to the discussion you're well, having so, or that they want to talk about well, so or... exactly so this gave this gave me the opportunity to kind of break into that conversation with her and and talk to her um because i noticed something in the show that i wanted to kind of talk to her about because in the show there's a couple of characters that nod and i was thinking like that's that doesn't make any sense because they would have no reason to nod because their body language 
would not be seen. So, you know, talking to her, she's like, there's no way, like, there's absolutely no way anyone would nod yes or no in that situation. And the only thing that I can think of is given that the show, and this is a bit of a stretch, but given that the show has the, um, the characters sort of being able to sense uh, from super far away, like tremors in the ground. The slightest move. I mean, right? it so, was almost magical, right. their, their ability to so hear So I'm things. almost wondering if... They're all like Daredevil. That, right. So I'm almost wondering if because of that, they can sense they when can people hear, are moving you know, up, right? Maybe. But, that, you know, that but, would be a subtle thing that they might well, never you, address, but it's one of those well, things that makes you think, perhaps. Like the hearing that some of these characters have is almost magical. And the prophecies and things like that, like it, it, it's kind of weird. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of confused about the, if this is based on our world and it's simply 200 years removed from what we have today and a virus wiped out our mm-hmm. our sense of sight. Why did they go? They've, these characters have gone so... Well, I think it's going to go super lost. You think so? I think so. You think the others are going to appear from space and they're going to be all the people see. that left the yeah, planet. exactly. I think that's the only way they can continue the show, well, to be honest with you. We in episode two, they've established that the kids can see, right? Yeah. And obviously they're not the first. Right. Right. Their father had it. Yeah. Um, and then so it's a question of how long have some people been able to see and I kind of felt like there was a little bit of it that they were they were there was a little too much exposition uh in the show. Like yeah, you're in the sense that. of like right, like in the sense of like they granted they they are blind, so they they need to use more auditory explanations or cues of I am this, I am here, this is, you know, this is where I am, that sort of thing. But even to the point of like some of the story elements where they were kind of just being a little over expository. And I think that narratively, the idea that everyone is blind is it's a little bit of a, an, in, as far as narrative is concerned, it's a little bit of a, a cheap excuse. Uh, to use to to not flesh out the story. I mean, again, we're talking about Game of Thrones, talking about his dark materials being not as handholdy with the with the world building. And I think this show was a little bit too handholdy. I did find episode two lacking a bit in terms of giving me like a reason to be like I, the first episode. You're really tense and yeah, and they're tracking them down and like I, I was really into it and. But I, in terms of the fighting, like he's grunting and they're communicating because they can't see. There's no signals you can give and there's no – like I thought it was cool the way they coordinated with each other through other means other than seeing who yeah. they're fighting and where they're coming from. The first time she um, – the, the, the queen uh, prays. Oh, gosh. I had no idea I've been praying all these years. <laughs> and so uh, – I'm devout. Uh, yeah. No, that was, uh, that was that was that was the most jarring scene. I yeah, think the first I, time, that and I and I think it goes again to this idea that like there's such a diverse sort of quality con of content that they're doing. You know, yeah. you have something like Morning Show that it's almost ripped from the news, and then C has this sort of you know barbaric, sort of prolific, sort of uh, element to it with this sort of actual talkable discussion about being blind and and living in a world where you can't see yeah see do you Um, really do you really did you like because you said that you you thought this hammered home on some real world issues and stuff yeah i I, but it's just a a plot development though is it really a commentary on blindness but i i I don't think that like again looking at something like the morning show which is very literal and it is ripped from the news i think this idea of what they're playing with in in the show like c is something that is very relative to what we don't necessarily talk about. Are there are there any characters in Game of Thrones that were blind? Uh, I think the um, who is the uh, guy from uh, the 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 wall? Um, oh, uh, Maester Aemon. Yes. Maester Aemon was blind, right? Sure, but, but just like because... that, but that never. But but that's what I'm saying. Like that didn't get me 
talking or, or thinking about no, but what did, it would be like to did be blind. A quiet place make you want to reach out to well, people who have deafness and, mm, and well, wonder what they're not reach out, but also it, it does raise the question of how does someone, you know, go through like even uh bird box yeah. kind of plays with the same sort of mentality. Right. Of, of a lot of people are comparing this to to, to bird, bird box. box. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's what was going to be my initial reaction, but this seems quite strikingly different right. from that. I do like the I do like the mystical and, and the sort of you know post apocalyptic. It's far more mystical than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that's actually my least favorite part of it so far. We'll oh, see where it goes in terms of magic and yeah, and that sort of thing. yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was going to be a really realistic, gritty have, take on on the story. And have like, you met the shadow? Uh, yes, I saw her walking around. I don't know who she is. Did we see her? I in- thought that was phenomenal. Was she, cool the way scene. she just appears. That was awesome. Oh, yeah, it was a cool was scene. Especially because like, they didn't even do like a musical cue when that happened. Oh, man. Super cool stuff. Um, oh, and then, Justin, you said you caught up with... Uh, you watched the first episode on For All Mankind. This yeah. one sounds cool. Yeah. It's, uh, Can you give a little bit of a... For those who don't know. Well, basically, it's, it's a reimagining of history where, um, you know, instead of America being the first to land on the moon, it's Russia. Okay, cool. um, and they're and they are America's in a sort of a defeated position because they didn't win the race. Russia won the race. So it's like almost from, it reminds me giving a lot of vibes of the uh, Red Superman. Yeah, yeah you know that yeah. comic. Yeah, yeah, Red yeah. Sun. Red yeah. Sun. Yeah. So good. That's, yeah. such, that's, that's, that's a great story. That's yeah. that's one that they need to turn into either an animated or or actual sure. live action movie. But anyways, side note on that, it does play on that sort of idea of like a reimagining of history. Like how would history be different? And I think the way they're going with it, and I, and I was saying this before, um, based on the little thumbnails mm-hmm. that they have as like previews for the episode, uh, the third episode shows a group of women that are dressed in like, NASA gear. Oh, really? So maybe it's not about the first man being on the moon, but the first woman being on the moon. Mm. See, but I don't think everything is politically driven. People can <laughs> find a message in every piece of entertainment, and sometimes it's just a story. But I, I, think. I but this is where I'm. And I, two women did, did, just did the first all female spacewalk. So I mean, it's not like a no for sure. But I, I I do think Apple's really leaning hard in wanting to tell stories that are challenging yeah. the traditional norm because creating conversation. Because think about it. Where else are you going to get? those types of challenging stories like HBO to a certain degree. Yes. But a lot of their stuff is still rooted in fiction. So getting, you know, I think this is kind of the idea of like, this is what sells that service. But I think that I, uh, to your point, I think they're using it as a way to sell their service, Uh, depending on how you look at it. Are they exploiting these situations to simply sell their service? They're not exploiting blindness and they're not exploiting women in space. I don't I don't see that at at all, really. I think the morning show is the one that's on topic. Even even to the point in the morning show, there's a line and and I don't think this is a a season or an episode three thing. But there's a line where uh, one of the, the executives says, like, big tech is coming for us. Right. And I'm like, the fact that they left that in the show. Like the fact that that Apple, <laughs> this tech company who's doing a streaming service, this cable network is saying big tech is coming for like the fact they left that in the show and they're okay to like be like, yeah, that's happening. Well, I, anyways, for for all mankind, for all mankind, I found the first episode very slow and and, and, and a little dry. Um, How is um, what's his name in it? Uh, uh, I can't Joel, his name. Joel, Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, Joel Kinnaman. How's that guy? Dry. Yeah. Again, I, I wasn't I wasn't as invested in this one enough to watch the next episode. Uh, I'll I'll definitely watch it because I've already seen it. But yes, yeah. I think it's it's going to be. I'm interested to see where it goes, though. I am I am a little intrigued. Kevin, you think you jump onto that one? 
Um, now that I know what it's about, right? It's essentially what if the space race continued? Sounds yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Sounds kind of cool. I mean, if it's dry and boring, I don't know how long I'll stick around, but I'm willing to give anything, uh, you know, an episode or two. Yeah. But I'm uh, based on the trailer that we watched there. Yeah. Um, for the the service, uh, I'm far more interested in the one you watched. Yeah. Uh, so I also checked out Dickinson. Now, Dickinson, it's uh, the story of Emily Dickinson, um, and uh, she's played by Haley. Uh, Haley. I mean, Haley Steinfeld's incredible. Yeah, Steinfeld. Haley Steinfeld is yeah. fantastic. Really, really good stuff. Um, even in the first episode, you can see the broad range of her acting ability um, in certain scenes uh, that I won't spoil. But um, it, it's interesting. The show, again, bringing up the topic of like, the score in Mandalorian, Justin, you said didn't you didn't think seemed like a movie score. It seemed more like a TV score. And watching this show, the juxtaposition with the with the music and the setting threw me off quite a bit. What was the music so like? The music is um, like, of course, the setting again. Emily Dickinson. This is like taking place, you know, quite a while ago. Um, and the the music is all like hip hop and like the kind of yeah, like so, Silicon Valley yeah. you know, like style music that you would hear. Well, have you ever have you ever seen Marie Antoinette with uh, Kristen Dunst? No. Okay. Like, so it's by <laughs> same idea Coppola. though. Yeah, it's it's a it's a reimagining of that story that takes place in obviously uh, Paris in what the 1600s 1700s probably yeah. um we're not history buffs um, but anyways <laughs> uh, what was really interesting about that was that juxtaposition as well you know you have this history piece uh, and and even the acting was a little bit more modern than yeah. it was traditional well there and it's the all the voice like the the writing is not like doth hither to all like it's like it's like and one of the scenes i'm pretty sure Haley steinfeld says we're just chilling or something like that. I'm no, like, it's it's a reimagining of that world. Yeah, right? yeah, the, and it's weird. It because I'm the way it's filmed looks like it should be a period piece, a period piece, and then the way they're acting and the way the characters, and especially seeing Dra uh, Jane Krakowski um, plays Emily's mom. Um, Jane Jane Krakowski is from uh, Thirty Rock. She's from most notable. Um, I'd say, yeah. yeah, Kimmy Schmidt as well. And I just kept seeing her as that character from Kimmy Schmidt. And so it was so weird because I couldn't take her seriously. Um, Everything you're saying about this makes me want to see it more. Yeah. yeah I no, don't want to watch a, a show about Dickinson okay. where it's, oh, doth hither, like right. you said. No, thank you. So this sounds cool. And I, I'm not going to spoil it, but there is a character that plays um, the character of death. When you see this moment, you're just going to, like, you're going to freak out. Like, um, it's just ridiculous. Now, would you say this story of, like, if you were to give a sort of a, overview what yeah. is it about it's it is about it's about emily dickinson it's about her growing um growing up i think faster than the rest of the world i think she's just in the half an hour that i watched she wants to be so much more than her parents have any aspirations for her her mom wants her to to work more do more chores and become be a woman and even to the point where her dad you know again slight spoilers but you know her dad's not too hot on the idea of her writing and and having opinions um so it's again it can go to those dramatic places which it did in that first episode um i'm interested to see how going forward how they're going to balance the dramatic side and the comedy side because so far it does feel like two dramatic scenes in an episode of Kimmy Schmidt. Well, like uh, the reason cool. why, yeah, <laughs> the reason why I was asking is that again, it is a yet another story 
about a strong female. Right. That Boom, exploitation. So no, now we but, can't write but, but movies not, about anybody. I'm not saying it's exploitation. <laughs> I just wonder, it, it does that raise a question, right? Yeah. Does that raise a part of the discussion? I, I'm, I'm, if, I'm if interested any, in hearing, mm-hmm. I'm interested in watching this before yep. that perception of what she went through, how she struggled, yep. the the sort of walls that she hit in and terms of being someone who could have an opinion and, and being told, no, you're, you're a lady, you shouldn't have one. And do you want to know how much I know about Emily Dickinson? Whatever the half hour I just watched, that's how much I know of is Emily Is it only Dickinson. a half hour? Well, each show is a half hour, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right? so, all 10 are out, eh? Yeah, all yeah. 10 are released. Yeah. Um, it, I, I enjoyed it. I want to watch more. I, it wasn't my my favorite thing on the the platform, but I want to watch more of it. I think I just need to get used to the tone. I think that's the big thing that a lot of people are either going to love it or they're going to be like, this is too weird for me. I can't handle that. Based on IMDb reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it seems to be the highest rated wow. from IMDb users so far. Okay. Um, and what I've noticed in that in those scores from the four shows we've talked about is each mm-hmm. goes up as the episodes go along. Oh, really? So I think people are getting like these shows are all sort of hitting you in the face in almost the middle of a story. Yeah. And and filling in things as you move along through the story, which mm-hmm. seems cool. But yeah, all of them are ranked really high so far. Yeah. So it seems like they've got four pretty successful shows on their hands. And this is just the start, yeah. right? We've yeah. got more on the way. We've got uh, a, you know, an episode, a show coming out with um, Octavia Spencer and um, I would I just call him Jesse Pinkman, <laughs> Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. Uh, is oh, and that's be... the true crime writer. Yeah, but, podcaster. Yeah, that one has, does nothing. No, for me that's going to be great. Preview, that's yeah. going to be great. Um, and then of course Oprah's got her show coming out. Yeah. Um, and what then, kind of show is that? Is it like a, a scripted television show? Or I think she's going to be more of a doc style. I think it's a doc. Oh, okay, style. cool. Yeah, there is a doc. There is a doc style series that's supposed to come out that talks about uh, women in. Um, women of different cultures and different backgrounds i think it's just people of of different cultures and different backgrounds one with um uh what's his name from uh silicon valley yeah and it looks really good um i think one of the first stories is about uh uh a muslim girl uh growing up in the united states um which I think is really is, is is an interesting story. Now, is this allowed or is this just exploitation? No, but I, again, I, like I, I think it, I think it's just the I don't maybe exploitation is is the or wrong capitalization. Word. You're saying maybe capitalization, but or maybe it's just I just the don't know how they can tell a story without it looking like the capitalization on something. Right, but I, I think that's like I think what we're getting at is that that's their competitive edge right now in their new shows is that they can they can instigate conversations with it. But I'm just wondering like. Is it too heavy-handed? But see, with I, all of their shows, kind of, kind of having sort of that element, right? I think it's no. I think it's again. It's just to get people talking. But yeah. but also, it is something that this streaming platform has that the other ones don't. Right. And I think that is great. And yeah. I don't think they'll ever acknowledge. I don't think I don't think they'll ever acknowledge that that's what it is. Right. But it'll just be that'll just be the thing, and it'll be like, do you want to watch a show that'll make you think? Hop onto Apple TV Plus. It's like TED Talks. I will just have to agree to disagree with you guys on on this facet of the channel. I mean, I don't think they're making a show like C to reach out to people who want to learn more about the blind. But but it got me talking about it, Kevin. It got me thinking about that world where I wouldn't normally. Like, I'm sorry. Like, no. I'm not. I, I, that's just not part of my life. Yeah. So the well, fact the that fact I can. The fact that you, you, you couldn't talk to that person about what it was like to be blind and you right. thought it was like oh it's a it's a it's a very touchy subject because they live with that disability and she, was, she was so like happy to talk to me about this right. and you're like yeah let's talk about this right let's nobody talks to me about this yeah. 
So yeah, let's talk about it. And I think that's so great that a, a, a streaming service can do that. Um, so that being said, Kevin, you're going to keep watching uh, shows on Apple TV Plus. Seems like it. I don't know anymore. Now, if, if their stuff is this politically driven and just meant to get a cheap thrill out of uh, news topics, then no. But uh, if they just keep making good shows that I can watch for fun, then absolutely. Well, I think they are going to keep making some good shows. Hopefully you have fun with them. All right. So that was our topic of the show. I want to kind of move into like sort of just a fun mini game, if you will, that I like to call Disney Plus or Disney Bust. With Disney Plus launching, I, amongst the entire internet, noticed that there are some pretty obscure um, movie titles coming to the streaming platform. Uh, movies from like Disney Channel or from like the 1950s or 60s or 70s. Um, and I'm banking on the fact that neither of you have ever heard of them. Um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to I'm going to name uh, seven movie titles, both real and fake. And we're going to see who can get the most right. Uh, so you're going to answer with either plus or bust. Uh, and ultimately, you just got to, you know, whoever gets the most right will win the game. Um, so what questions do you guys have before we get started? Uh, I have zero questions. Let's get this thing going. Yeah, let's do this, man. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm a Disney expert. I'm going to get seven out of seven. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Right, here, comes, <laughs> right. here comes movie combat, Kevin. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah? Do I got those fierce eyes going? <laughs> All right. Prepare to lose again, Justin. Here we go. Darby O'Gill. And the little people. Oh, man. Depending on what year this came out, it could have been a title of something. But I'm going to go bust. Plus. Justin says plus. Kevin says bust. All right. Next one. My two left feet. Is this Disney plus or Disney bust? All I can think of is uh, Eugene Levy's character from uh, Best in Show. He can't dance. He's got two left feet. And then you look down and he actually has two, two left, left feet. feet. Yeah. Great little joke. Um, my two left feet. Ah, oh, it sounds too real to be true. So therefore it must be. That's a plus. Okay. Kevin's got plus. plus. Justin's got plus. The next one. Gray Friars Bobby. I'm going a solid bust on that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And Kevin. I'll go plus. Gray Friars Bobby. Uh, the next one. Justin Morgan had a horse. Oh, these all sound so, like, plausible and also stupid. <laughs> yeah. They, they I hate saying it again, but I... You know what? I'm just going to answer plus every time. Okay. got to be right eventually. No, I'm going with a plus on this one. All right. And I'll Justin, go a bust. Bust on Justin Morgan had a horse. The next one. Christopher's Big Adventure, The Legend of the Smelly Sock. Bust. Bust. Okay. Double bust. Busting. Okay. Next one, dad napped. Plus, that's a plus. Dad oh yeah, napped. I can see yeah, that for sure. I can see, I can see a black and white. It. <laughs> it's like a, it's like almost like a, a leave it, it to Beaver yeah. kind of style. Yeah, dad's napping. <laughs> I don't think it's about. No, it, he would, he would it be about dad's napping? Yeah, I can see dad right. like gagged, oh, on the, gagged and bounded actually, on the poster. Then, then I change it. It's not a leave it to Beaver style. It's like a '90s style video, like a, almost like a blank check. <laughs> this is a movie. Disney Channel movie, one hundo p. Oh yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. Dad napped. Next one, Eddie's million dollar cookoff. Bust plus. Okay, that's horrible for our audio listeners. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> Sorry, uh, guys. The next Sorry. one, that horse over there. <laughs> 
I'm gonna go with plus because I really hope that one is actually. I want to see this movie. Yeah. Plus plus plus. That horse over there. All right, Kevin saying plus plus plus. Um, the next one, fuzz bucket. Um, I'm gonna say a bus because you probably were describing yourself when you came <laughs> up with that one. <laughs> that almost just sounds like a bunch of other things amalgamated into one. I'm gonna go bust. <laughs> okay. All right, and we've got one last one. Okay. You guys ready? If it's Cinderella, then. Here we go. It's just Mulan. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the Great Big Hole. Is this a plus or a bust? But Disney made a movie called Hole. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm going to go bust. Okay. Kevin's saying bust. I'm going to go plus. Going plus. Split the difference. Yeah. All right. So that is, those are our answers locked in. Um, so if you guys want to keep track of your scores, uh, you can go ahead and do that here. Starting with Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Justin, you had said plus. Kevin, you said bust. Darby O'Gill and the Little People is on Disney Plus coming November 12th to stream. It just didn't seem like something they, <laughs> like, is it actually about? Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, little People might actually be the preferred term. I think so. I well, can't, they're yeah. ahead of their time, I think, maybe. Sorry, I got that one? You got that one. Oh, yay! There you go. All right, the next one. My Two Left Feet. You both said plus. My Two Left Feet is a movie that I made up. Because <laughs> that just sounds like, to your point, a great 1950s movie. Um, so, yeah. So, you guys got that wrong. All right. The next one. Grey Friars Bobby. Justin, you said bust. Kevin, you said plus. Grey Friars Bobby will be coming to stream right. on November 12th. Super excited for that one. I can't wait. Dang it. <laughs> The next one, Justin Morgan had a horse. Justin, you said bust. Kevin, you said plus. Did Justin Morgan have a horse? He certainly did because it's coming to streaming services on November 12th. That is a plus. Dang. This must be some horse. <laughs> Christopher's Big Adventure, The Legend of the Smelly Sock. You guys saw right through me, both saying bust. <laughs> that, I was trying to make like make my own Disney Channel original It sounded plausible, show, right? though, you know. That could totally be yeah. a Disney Channel original Even movie. Even Steven or whatever, you know. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to, I was thinking like the fantabulous mister or whatever, yeah. you know. Um, all right, the next one, Dad Napped. Dad Napped. Justin, you said plus. Kevin, you said plus. Dad Napped is certainly a movie that you can watch on Disney Plus coming November 12th. Did you find out who was in that? No. Do you know? No. I would love to to, to know really quick. I here, hope here. it's Chevy Chase. Here, let's quickly. Oh, that's great. Let's take a look. Nobody we've heard of. No. Nobody fun that would have been like, I can't believe he was in that. Desperate no. times. Yeah. yeah. Just. I don't recognize a single person. Randos. Yeah. All right. Um, you might not recognize a single person in this one. Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. Justin, you said plus. Kevin, you said bust. Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off will be enjoyed by families across America and Canada on Disney Plus on November 12th. Justin, the point goes to you. Um, that horse over there. So was there seven or eight? Um, oh, wait. How many did I... <laughs> Why? Do we have more than you seven? You said seven, but I think I'm on eight now. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Which is fine. Sorry. I may have... I well, may have well made... just, just to be clear, we're, we're, we're tied right now. Okay, cool. We are tied right now? Yeah. That horse over there, you both said, is plus. I wish it was a real movie. Unfortunately, I made it up off of... Damn it. It was literally um, when we went to your um, bachelor party, Kevin, and we went out, um, I mentioned to Justin, yeah, there's a whole bunch of weird shows like That Horse Over There or something. Um, so it must have stuck. Maybe that's why it sounded familiar. 
cheater. See, that's yeah. a cheating. Hey, man. listen, I don't think I that accepted counts. the movie into. <laughs> Anyways, you both got it wrong. So what does it matter? Uh, Fuzz bucket. Oh, we're on nine. Okay. Yeah, I guess we did ten. My apologies. Sorry. No, um, no, 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 no. <laughs> Fuzz bucket. You bust. both said bust. Fuzz bucket is a Disney Plus hmm. Disney Channel original. Come series. on, original. Yeah. Yeah, well, not like it's not the like Disney Plus original. It's like from the Disney yeah, Channel yeah. or whatever, right? Um, and the last one, the Great Big Hole, the Great Big Hole. We both answered differently here. If I'm, you did, so this is winner take all. This is go. winner take all. This is it. There is no movie called the Great Big Hole. The Great Big Hole, Justin. You said plus, Kevin. You said bust. We will get to enjoy. Holes because the Great Big Hole is not a movie on Disney Plus. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> but taking the inspiration from Holes, uh, exactly. yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's where I tried to throw you guys off. Very cool stuff, guys. Um, so, Kevin, congratulations! You are the winner of Disney Plus. I really hope Disney my prize Plus. isn't having to watch all of these movies. <laughs> oh, I think that should be a prize. Are no, that sure? should be Justin's punishment for losing. Actually, yeah, that's true. I think Justin should watch at least Justin Morgan had a horse. Yes. I think that should be the punishment for losing. I, I Get totally back to thought us on that, that one was going to be a bust just because it had my name in it. Right. Good on you there for you picking go. that one. Awesome. Cool. Well, that has been Disney Plus or Disney Bust. Um, that was a fun little game. Yeah, uh, yeah, we should do it again. We should do it again. Yeah. I'm going to try and think of some other ways that we can incorporate that sort of style of of game into uh, into the future. Isn't it wacky that you won't be able to see all the Marvel movies, but you will be able to see <laughs> Fuzz Bucket? Yes, I can't yeah, wait. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, so that has been it for our episode, for our streaming episode, guys. That was... Uh, it was a lot of fun. That was hot and streamy, definitely. <laughs> hot and streamy. <laughs> Delicious. Wow, that's one way to describe that. <laughs> um, so we don't have Watch Club for this episode, but uh, watch The Mandalorian, okay? Um, so definitely watch The Mandalorian. Uh, who's not going to watch this thing? I, you know? If you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you're going to watch that show. I will probably dedicate the whole episode to it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Maybe not the whole episode. We'll figure it out. Well, we'll see. Well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are geek-centric. And you can be, too, which means you can check us out on another streaming platform, YouTube, at youtube.com slash geekcentric. Follow us on Twitter at geekcentricyt. And follow us on Instagram at WeAreGeekCentric. And Justin, if they want to write into the show and ask us or talk to us about anything, literally anything you want to write into us about, whether we were wrong, whether we're right, whether we, you know, any, any questions you might have, whether it's related to what we're talking about or not, where can they write in? Well, they can reach us at WeAreGeekCentric at gmail.com. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think of this podcast. Cool. Okay. That's not normally how you do it. All right. No. Uh, <laughs> switching up, switching up my soundbite, buddy. There you go. Justin, Kevin, thank you so much for joining me for today's streamingly delicious episode. Sweet streams are made of this. <laughs> that's amazing. Okay. Begun the Stream Wars has. Ooh, I like that too. Uh, as we say, love ya. Get home safe. Peace.